Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is March 22nd, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Ag. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Excited about the show today. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, Senate hearing jackassery. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to be talking about Ukraine tonight, but real quick, uh, it's turned into a hellish stalemate where uh, you know Russia's just bombing the shit out of Maripol because it's the closest country to their border, uh, city to their border they can fuck with. Um, I did run across this really funny article about the Ukrainian Foreign Legion, which is all the where the all the Americans are going to sign up to fight, mm-hmm. um, and uh, apparently it's not going well. No. The reporter followed these guys who were trying to make it in from Poland. And the one guy who was signed up to be a chaplain kept ranting about what a fucking shithole po- uh, <laughs> Poland is. And the reporter was like, I don't know how to break it to you, buddy, but you're going to war to a war zone. <laughs> so this old boy from Alabama, apparently just like a bean pole with big, thick glasses, which, you know, hey, far better from us. Glasses are fine, but uh, just not really like special forces material. And apparently the reporter found out he had been in the army, but washed out. It didn't work out. And his mom even told him. You probably shouldn't do that. That's not for you. And so then the guy says, so I just figured I'd go to uh, Ukraine and show him the way. And the reporter was like, oh, this dude, he's going to show him the way to kick ass American style or whatever. But the guy actually meant show him the way, capital W-I-E, the light of the Lord, the way, the path of Jesus, because he was going there to be a chaplain. I don't know how that works, preaching in, you know, Alabama English to these Ukrainian troops, but you know, thank mm-hmm. goodness that guy's there. I've been assuming the whole time with that foreign legion thing that there has to be a bunch of like mall ninja types, you know, going and I'm sure some t- fully legitimate badasses, but I, you know, they're going to be a lot of, a lot of people trying to play war, which ain't going to help nobody. Yeah. The reporter made the point that even if you have combat experience in the American military, um, fighting in Afghanistan when you're on the side of overwhelming forces is a little bit different than being bombarded in a foxhole when you're severely outnumbered. Um, so like you, the American plan would be to call for a drone strike. and <laughs> It's not mm-hmm. really going to work here. Um, it, but anyway, like I, some stuff is like, so Zelensky is like banned a lot of uh, private media and uh, dis- and uh, outlawed a bunch of political parties. Now, some, some people are saying they're left wing, some people are saying they're Russia sympathizing, which would be weird for a left wing party in Ukraine to be sympathizing with Russia because it's, you know, uh, turbo capitalist, kleptocracy, anti gay, anti Muslim. But um, I don't, I don't, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, assuming it's closer to Lincoln uh, revoking habeas corpus than it is mm-hmm. and trying to establish himself as a dictator. I don't know. If you're fighting for your yeah. life, it's. Yeah. Um, right. It's clearly very, it's extraordinary circumstances. And, you know, he seems to be doing the best he can. And, uh, you know, people have been with it so far. So I'm also going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this particular move. You know, they got, yeah. got a lot of shit going on right now. Zelensky does. <laughs> yeah. And which, speaking of which, uh, there were reports that are trying to get Zelensky to uh, uh, zoom into the Oscars. For what? <laughs> And I got to say, please don't do that. <laughs> like, uh, to do what? Raise awareness of the thing the world's most aware I of. I say, who's unaware of that right now? Yeah, like the Oscars don't get enough shit for like sort of political grandstanding or whatever. You know, that's like the number one thing people bitch about at the Oscars every year. So they're going to add a big Zelensky section as though he doesn't have more important things to do <laughs> than holler at the Hollywood elite. Yeah, that's uh that's silly. Yeah. 
And uh, domestic political news, uh, news, just to give you an update on uh, uh, the uh, the skewer's favorite uh, lieutenant governor, John uh-huh. Fetterman, who's running mm-hmm. for Senate in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. He's running against Connor Lamb, who's like a centrist uh, think tank dipshit, mm-hmm. um, the kind of dude we hate around here. And Lamb, <laughs> Lamb's campaign leaked polling data, which shows he's way behind Fetterman. And also Fetterman clobbers Dr. Oz by like 30 fucking points. So... The funny thing is he's leaking this as an excuse for why he's about to go super negative on Fetterman, which is like, if you believe in issues right, <laughs> and you want a Democrat to be in the Senate, it right. seems like you're already one, buddy. I think you can just go home, Connor, uh, or just go back to the House. Um, but that yeah, is such it, classic just Democrats. You know what I mean? By, we just like tear ourselves apart, tear each other mm-hmm. apart to the extent that they don't even have to all the time. So that totally tracks. I, yeah, I know people have brought up Fetterman to us a lot. And I didn't know that much about him until my Patreon segment this week. I covered the uh, Pennsylvania Senate race, and so I looked into him more. And I tell you what, I'm a fan of that motherfucker from what I read about him. He's like 6'8", got tattoos, bald with a goatee, looks like a biker, wears shorts in the wintertime and shit, Mm -hmm. hardly ever wears a suit. And, uh, you know, just seems like a no-nonsense type of guy. But, you know, progressive and whatnot, It's uh, I'm into it. Yeah, but he, he scrambles the minds of the DNC types who think that you get elected yeah. by, by by adopting the right sequence Correct. of like various interest issues. So the fact he uh, you know uh, has a graduate degree from Ivy League school, but waves a rainbow flag and mm-hmm. also a gun, and also right. <laughs> says Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's no, like, they it don't. Doesn't, it doesn't compute. <laughs> the, the party leadership they don't like him. You know, I guess because yeah. he's like effective. I don't know, but no, it's because he don't like play their game their way. Is what I read. He doesn't like make overtures to the right other politicians and shit. Doesn't kiss the right asses and whatnot. So mm-hmm. they're not a fan. And of course, he's like you know, a favorite of the people. So wouldn't they're going to try to undermine him and fuck him over, presumably, because, again, that's just sort of how they roll. Yeah, um, they look they look at a guy like that and say you see him getting over because of authenticity and they go like, authenticity, how do we fake that? Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> before we get to our normal hell world bullshit, some good news. One, the Webb Telescope, one of the crowning achievements in human ingenuity, and mm-hmm. all of our species' history mm-hmm. appears to be operating fantastic, and we got some cool pictures from it. And maybe we'll get the maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to peek at the face of God, Trey. That's Dude, good. I've been pumped about that goddamn thing for what feels like fifteen years or something. Mm-hmm. So it's been in the work for a very long time, and I'm so fucking excited that it's finally up there and up and running. I'm all about that spaceship, buddy. Yeah, it's amazing what a bunch of scientists can accomplish. You just give them a boatload of money and tell them not to worry about war stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, another good news, I don't know if you follow this, but this like, t- uh, container ship that was shipping a bunch of luxury cars, the United States uh, caught on fire and sank a while back. Mm-hmm. And I did some maritime law research, and apparently whatever's at the bottom of the ocean is finders keepers. So ah. if you guys want a free Porsche or Audi or Ferrari, just get yourself a fucking snorkel, baby, and go get it. <laughs> That's right. Yo, ho, ho. Get your yeah. pirate on. Why not? Mm-hmm. Bar- diving for buried treasure. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. Okay, well, let's get into it. With us, as always, is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. Uh, as usual, I want to remind you of two things real quick. Number one, 
If you're vaccinated, want to see me live, you can go to wellredcomedy.com. That's wellredcomedy.com for tickets. Come see us. It'll be fun. And number two, if you want some bonus skews in your life, some more of this very show, you can have it for $5 a month. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more or go to patreon.com slash Trey Crowder. Sign up for the skews tier and you'll get some bonus episodes, get some more skews in your life. Skewers, you know you want it. You can help support the show. We're having a good time with it. We hope you will consider joining us. Okay. As for the show tonight, we dive into the uh, barrage of bullshit that has been levied at the impeccably qualified qualified judge, Ketanji Brown Jackson, who has thus far weathered it all with aplomb. But first, as always, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone who thinks their freedom of speech is freer than this guy's. Matt, play the clip. Let me say this to whoever's watching. Here in America, we have a principle called freedom of speech. Freedom of speech means that everybody gets to... Freedom of speech means the government doesn't get involved. Because I'm not asking you what freedom of speech is. (laughs) I fucking love that clip so much. Let me tell you about freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is shut the fuck up. You don't speak when I'm explaining freedom of speech to you, motherfucker. It's like, it's such a perfect snapshot of... Those people just like immune to irony, fucking baldly hypocritical rules for me, not or rules for thee, not for me type shit, like just all yeah. summed up in one in one little 13 second clip. It's so, so great to me. Yeah. Uh, New York Times wrote a whole fucking editorial this week about or in the last week about cancel culture stuff and everyone dunked on it. But I like I think basically all the whole argument on cancel culture was just summed up by that 10 second clip. <laughs> right. It's like it's like I'm not saying the Internet pylons don't happen or whatever, but there's not there's no government department that can be like, well, 10 people have replied to this tweet already. You got to stop everyone else from doing it. That's, that's you reach the maximum amount of pig poop balls. GIFs being sent to this guy. So we gotta stop. Yeah. it's like uh, freedom of speech is also somebody being like, hey, your opinion fucking sucks. You're a dingus. Yep, so like, hey, absolutely. Just suck it up. Yeah, it was uh, I don't know if it's the originator of the material, but it was from uh, Walter Masterson, I believe it is on TikTok. So if that was. Him in the video is a good get, a good get there. Also, nice move to give give the camera the sort of the office side mm-hmm. eye thing, you know, very effective. Okay, what do we got next? Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is uh, Kim Jong-un for not being prepared to deal with the ultimate American badass having access to classified White House intel correct and i'm like just being pretty you know we're looking at maps and i'm like you know i'm like am i supposed to be like in on <laughs> i make dirty records sometimes I'm like, i do it here you didn't think you'd have a hand what do you think we should do about north korea i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> i don't think i'm qualified to answer this i agree kid rock yeah i mean honestly i, I, I respect his uh you know position in that one small moment there like i you know good for you kid rock for having you know at least the amount of self-awareness required to acknowledge that you probably shouldn't be making you know massive foreign policy decisions on behalf of the united states i'm gonna throw this out here uh 
we talk about Kid Rock and her political discourse far too much for a healthy democracy. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, he has come up a lot lately, but he's been putting those songs out that like yeah. you just can't help but, you know, comment on no, and no. make fun of. I'm not saying we're the problem here. Tucker Carlson's the fucking problem. Like right. we're, we're just roasting a dumbass. He's he's interviewing Kid Rock for his serious political opinions. And uh, I, I just like, what the fuck, man? Like, just let people be jokes. It's fine. Kid Rock's mm-hmm. got a nice life. He's got a big house and makes a lot of money. He's coasting on a bunch of record, record deals from the fucking 90s. And he's also still making hits and touring for a, a couple thousand people somewhere. So yeah. like, what? And I, we should probably lay off of him a little bit because if my mama sees any of this, she's going to be real pissed at me. Uh, she ain't, she ain't going to appreciate me going after Kid Rock. Um, pretty big fan, you know. Uh, well, and again, as was I for a long time, you know, as my white trash prerogative. Um, cowboy, that's my jam. Ba with the ba. Don't act like I don't get you fired up. Oh, uh, underrated. I am, a, I am the bull guy. That's my, mm-hmm. my, my favorite uh, Kid Rock song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had some bangers. All right, <laughs> now that we've been fair to Kid Rock's ooh <laughs> moving on, next honorable mention, uh, any old person who thinks they can just fuck around with Josh Mandel and not find out. I can you tell you, the Elections Commission well, stock I, in Chinese I, Petro. I personally didn't buy the stock. You uh, made millions off it, sir. I don't think I made millions off of anything. I'd love to have made millions off of Chinese Petro. Uh, First of all, Shanghai Shenda and buying, Chinese Petro. Buying a sector. You may not understand this because you've I never been in the private. No, you don't. I do. You've never been in the I private sector it. in your life. All right, I've worked, sir. Squat, Two chores in Iraq. Don't, don't tell me I haven't worked. Everybody. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You, you don't know squat. It's okay, right? You don't know squat. I can't tell who they're booing. Don't tell me I haven't worked. I know. <laughs> but like i don't know. imagine thinking that's gonna play man just getting up in a papa's face and threatening to whoop his ass on the stage Uh-oh. i mean all you know again but see this is like an old businessman papa who's also on their side i believe if this uh-huh. was like a long-haired hippie papa they'd probably be egging him on i imagine but still you know if you're running for uh U.S. Congress, you probably ought not be trying to whip Papa's asses in public. That's just my opinion, but you know, yeah. I'm not a political consultant. That uh, I mean, they're they're all fucking. They're, they're having a crazy off in that whole primary. Sure, which they was, sure are. That shit is wild. Our boy, uh, our boy JD was there, and he stood mm-hmm. up after that and basically split the difference by saying, because he because JD was in the Marines too. Um, mm-hmm. He said, "How dare you use your service?" So that's tech, checking off Mandel to threaten an old man. So he also dunked on the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty smooth move. But it's also like Man- Mandel at least served in the infantry. I'm not trying to denigrate anybody's service, but JD was like a public affairs guy. So he was like the definition of a rare echelon motherfucker. So it's like, it's not, it's not like the Marines can be like, yeah, that guy hits. Um, I guess he made it through boot camp, so more power to him. Yeah, but that's know. the race that we've uh, covered recently where there's like uh, attack ads talking about how little their dicks are and stuff or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Trump don't like Mandel because he thinks he's into butthole stuff and it's weird and whatnot. And it's just uh, mm-hmm. wild, wild shit there in Ohio. Um, but moving on to wild shit in the this is the nation's capital still going on. The big MAGA truck convoy. And our honorable mention is everyone who would have bet on the trucks when it comes to them versus some smart ass on a bike. Look at this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
dude on a bicycle in front of the truck convoy, just barely moving, going like three miles an hour, and they're uh, hitting him with the trucker horn to no avail. <laughs> he could not. He cannot pedal a bike slower than this. This guy hits for me. No, yeah, uh, he's like this close to having to stick his leg out to stop himself from falling it, over. The guy doing the filming is in a car, but he's with the convoy. And so when the bike gets up next to him, he goes like, hey, man, what are you doing? Why are you in the way? And the guy goes, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Because over the horns. He's like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. How's this going, Mark? Big well, DC convoy. They're not accomplishing much, which isn't surprising because as we covered last week, they're not actually asking for anything. So I'm not sure how they would win. But uh, they're getting pretty frustrated because DC tra- people in DC traffic, they're stuck there anyways. They're just fucking with them. Like we talked about last week, how they're, how they're uh, flipping them off. But the people started break checking them this week. And here's how they responded. Uh, and this is funny because after they sort of like the truck convoy got in a fight about this because they boxed this guy in a Tesla in for break checking them. And then the other truckers made them let them go because they're afraid they're all going to be arrested for kidnapping. And that's the context for this video. And then the woman getting shushed at the end for confessing to a crime on camera. <laughs> hey, Matt, you got the Tesla video there? Producer Matt? Matt, oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. We missing Matt Oh, no, here? Matt. Has Matt vanished? Da- Matt died. Into, into the ether? <laughs> He's gone, and just like that, without a trace, producer Matt was gone, never to be heard skip, from again. We can skip that, uh, Matt. I basically just told you what happened. But uh, so anyway, but Matt, please send us a message and let us know that you're okay. All right, we I saw him to clicking call around. the police. Ah, here we go. Yeah, it's okay, Matt. There's no sound. Oh, I don't know. Just, that's him driving away right there. I saw that. Oh, okay. I was the truck that had him up against the rail. Okay, we're live here, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, we're live here, so, you know. Yeah. Somebody uh, reached out to the cops and they're like, because they're worried about it being a kidnapping charge. Like, nah, we wouldn't charge for kidnapping for that, but it would be like a road rage incident. So she did confess to something. Um, but so the report, Daily Beast report has been falling around. It's just, They've they've been uh, toying around with the idea of this stuff for a while because the they they they've, they've people's convoy has a new goal conduct quote citizens arrests of Metro PD officers and DC Mayor Muriel Bowser. Okay. We have to put a summons out to the Metro PD so we can citizens arrest them. Uh, so That's what's a the summons? Bold uh, strategy right there. We'll see how that play- they're going to citizens arrest the cops, the DC cops. Yeah. 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 Good luck with that, truckers. That- see how that goes. <laughs> Uh, Coleman is one of the guys in charge of the convoy claims convoy lawyers are looking into it. So you got the convoy lawyers on it. As to the arrest reasoning, truckers speaking with Coleman say that other truckers haven't been able to quote, go to the bathroom while circling the beltway, which has left quote people having actually pissed their pants. So they're, they're not allowed to go in DC bathrooms because of the vaccine mandates. So they're going to arrest the mayor because they pissed their pants. <laughs> All according to plan, Mark, just yeah. like they drew it up, buddy. The dominoes yeah. are falling into place. And this is before this happened with the Tesla, but there's been a growing fascination with the prospect of arresting DC residents. Some truckers have also suggested they could arrest a Beltway driver if they successfully pin the driver, take them out of their car, and conduct an arrest. So that that was part of a pinning that to Tesla was part of a pre-planned op they've been kicking around. Uh, but yeah, I I personally think if I piss or shit my pants, I should be able to arrest the closest mayor. So I'm in favor of that platform. <laughs> piss yourself, and you're like, this is the fault of the mayor. <laughs> 
Who has pissed my Who pants? Who has pissed my pants? It was the that dastardly mayor. <laughs> I just like everything is so fucking dumb. How can so you, dumb. Look, I've uh the last time I pooped my pants was when during the pandemic when gyms were closed. I was working out at the park and had something go wrong. I had to hurry home. I'd made mm-hmm. it. I made it though, but it was a close call. But I would have had no one to blame but myself for having two cups of coffee before I went to a park. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, You're not gonna like yeah. call up the city council or no. go to like a, a town hall and wait your turn and stand up there and be like, "What are we gonna do about me pooping my pants in the park?" A city park, by the way. Yeah. I pooped my pants there, and uh, I'd like some answers. <laughs> just hold, holding up my underwear before I put them in the trash can. Just as like, I have the evidence, Your yeah, Honor. Exhibit A, evidence. right here. <laughs> okay? What are you going to do about this, city of Los Angeles? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right, dude. So everything is just so dumb. Just got the dumbest era imaginable. Um Speaking of which, what do we got up next? Oh, that's uh, our next honorable mention. Anybody who thought Sean Han- Sean Hannity wouldn't give glory to the brave Mujahideen of Afghanistan. <laughs> it's literally true. Watch it. Look to the past. You're the historian. Um, we watched Ronald Reagan. He, he never put a single American uh, foot on the ground when the former Soviet Union went into Afghanistan, but he did provide them Stinger missiles, and those Stinger missiles to the Mujahideen made all the difference. He did provide the, the freedom fighters, the Contras in Nicaragua, the weaponry that they needed. Uh, that oh proved God. successful. Look so, in the past. You're the historian. You can stop it, Matt. So what he's saying here is a good case study mm-hmm. <laughs> for why we should uh, increase our armaments to Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think this would go that way. But like American no. leftists are like, oh, arming foreign, fl-, you know, I, I would be a critic of arming almost anyone too, but I just think it's a different situation. But he's saying like <laughs> the two good examples, how we armed death squads in South America. Yeah. And then also how we armed the Mujahideen trade. What's another name for what they turned, what they, what they rebrand as? I believe the, uh, Taliban and Al Qaeda. Yeah. Al Qaeda. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's so wild. Like, (laughs) is there anything they will not praise Ronald Reagan for? You know what I mean? They're like, you know, it's just a wild thing to just openly say, like, again, it was a different, this was pre Al Qaeda and Taliban. It was a different thing going on in Afghanistan at the time. It's still a wild thing for Sean Hannity to say on Fox news. It's like, you know, it was a great thing. Ronald Reagan did was when he armed the Taliban or what would become the Taliban, you know? Yeah. yeah he sent all these, all these arms and weapons to Afghanistan for the Mujahideen. And then they won and nothing else ever happened after that. They sent the guns back. <laughs> They never used them for anything else, and things have been cozy over there to this day. So thank I mean, you, uh, Gipper. They literally got all their history of Afghanistan Rambo 3. Uh, yes. Uh, which is like, which, which is funny to me because it broke my heart mm-hmm. because there's an apocryphal title card for the end of that movie, even floating around the internet, which says, uh, 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 we, we're thanks to the brave uh, fighter, uh, the brave Mujahideen for their help in making this film or something like that. And I had seen that and thought it was real. But it was actually the one, the fake ones on the left here. This film is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan. Someone edited that, but the real version of the film, film's entitled card was this film is dedicated to the gallant people of Afghanistan, which is at least vague enough to be passable. But they still took it out yeah. of the movie. That's a, <laughs> either version of which no longer exists in the movie. I told you before we yeah. started. So we're talking about Rambo 3 here, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I had seen the Rambo one and two when I was younger. And then when I was in college with my best friend Thompson, we got really high and turned on Rambo three, having never seen it. This is like 2006. Right. And I don't know, you know, quarter of the way into it or something. We both just kind of like, dude, is the Taliban the good guys in this movie? Are the good guys in this movie? Are they the Taliban? Is that what's happening yeah. right now? Yeah. And like, again, we were real stoned and that shit fucked us up. We could not get over it. Like I said, this is 2006 and we were like, this is wild. Why ain't nobody talking about this? Rambo three. This is yeah. crazy. And, uh, Dude, and now it's it. like a well-known fact on, you know, on the internet and stuff. But at the time I'd never heard that brought up before. And it blew my mind. I did not see that coming. Yeah. We loved Mujahideen in the eighties, man. They came over here and did press. They were fighting the dirty Soviets, you know? Yeah. Uh, we should probably, we run out of time. We should probably skip to the segment. I think. Um, Wait a minute. Hang on. I, I want to, let's do the Marjorie Taylor green one quickly. Okay. Please. Okay. Uh, just go ahead and show the clip, Matt. Y- y'all know how she is. You don't need context. <laughs> Talking about vaccines. And he's also recommending a fourth COVID vaccine shot. Now, I don't know about you guys, but many of us were vaccinated as kids against polio, had our MMR, and I have never seen the CDC coming out saying, oh, you've got to get your second polio shot. You got to get your third. You got to get your fourth. And this may continue to keep going. I think the question we all should ask is, when does it stop and when are va- enough vaccines enough? But we don't have that question. So uh, Ron Howard, narrator voice, uh, the CDC recommends this is on the city website. CDC recommends that children get four doses of polio vaccine. <laughs> they should get one dose each of the following ages, two months old, four months old, six through eight, 12 months old, 18 months old. If I, it, it's like what I don't. How hard is it to not do that? Like, how hard is it to look that shit up before you say, like, I don't remember us having to have four polio vaccines. Then literally on the CDC website, we recommend four polio vaccines. (laughs) Also, like, I hope her ass don't step on a rusty nail. Her jaw's going to lock smooth up from tetanus because obviously she hasn't had a tetanus shot in forever either. If she doesn't believe in getting additional boosters, that wouldn't be the worst thing for her to have her jaw locked up. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know what I mean? It's like this. It's just I, the idea that vaccine means you get one shot and then you're good forever is like not something anyone has ever said about mm. vaccines as a concept. There's some, I guess, that are like that. Others that are not. Diseases are different. Novel thought, I know, but like, it's just, but again, I don't know why I do this, especially with people like her. Like, there's sooner lasso the moon. It makes sense of her uh, incoherent ramblings. Doesn't it disprove the conspiracy theories? Because what's the idea here that the microchips ran out of batteries or something? Like, they got to inject some recharging. Right. Uh, like so, but like people were in this argument on Twitter, like how many, how how many are you guys gonna uh, take? And it's like I don't, I mean I don't know. Like I get flu shot every, I don't every year. What's what? what is, you gotta explain to me what is you worried about? Everything is just a big pharma scam to make more money, and they're giving us like you know essentially uh, um, what do you call them? Uh, you get fake doses. Uh, why am I the word escape? Placebos. Placebos. Yeah. Uh, okay, but it's free to me, so it's not really. I guess it costs the government. But like, I, well, you, I don't know. we ain't got to get into this now because we got to move on. But like, they're we're like about to gut 
a yeah, big chunk of our COVID right infrastructure. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's cool. That's good. He's like, things lighten up briefly. And we're like, ah, oh, we we can just say, fuck all that. Spend that money on war stuff or whatever. Like, I just don't yeah. think if some other variant or whatever does crop up or whatnot, and then we're fucked because we did this, it'll be very typical, well, I guess. It's the, it's the most human thing in the world to like panic and then forget about a problem. Then when you confront the problem again, panic, and then you <laughs> then forget about it. But like the whole reason you have a government is to like think ahead a little bit. Like literally yeah. we pay our tax dollars to a bunch of people to sit around and think ahead about future problems 10 years from now. So we don't fucking have to do that. So I can just go to the store and shit. Like, like literally that's what I, I give you taxes to worry about shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Live my life. And that's but your all job. It does give you more shit to worry about though. Yep, uh, yep. Works in the opposite direction. Anyway, yep. Mark, let's talk about the uh, SCOTUS hearings. Yeah, the, pretty much a night, like pretty much just a grab bag smorgasbord of nightmare bullshit. Some of it mm -hmm. funny, some of it horrifying. But I thought this was funny because, like, they basically started out with some of the most unpopular positions in the world. Like, check out this. Uh, the, the, we seem to play it the first ten seconds, Matt. But this video, of, uh, Trey's home state hero, Marshall Blackburn, put out this mm -hmm. video for why she opposes uh, Kentucky Brown Jackson. Good, constitutionally unsound rulings like. Griswold versus Connecticut. All right. City so <laughs> we talked a couple a couple weeks ago. We talked about Griswold v. Connecticut because it came up in a, uh, a debate between three AG candidates for Michigan, I believe, and they all said they would overturn Griswold. Overturn Griswold. Now Griswold is a as a Supreme Court decision for I think the fifties or sixties that is what makes it illegal for states to forbid married people from buying birth control. All right. <laughs> What bugs them about this, that decision is that laid the, the, the framework for that decision. Well, it's like the government has no place in your fucking uh, child rearing decisions with sure. like the groundwork for Roe v. Wade, but they want to throw it out. So I'm saying Republicans, if you're married, want a mandate, you have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Even you and your wife cannot decide whether or not to use the pill or an IUD or you or your husband or however it goes. Um, I don't think people are going to sign up for that, but I'm glad they're just saying shit like that out loud. And there was a lot of that stuff, that stuff today. So Marsha Blackburn was saying that uh, judge Jackson has like supported that ruling from the fifties or whatever or something. Yeah. She's right. saying we need to, because we need to, we need she supports that ruling. That's a reason you can't, she's not a good idea or whatever. She's making a, she's making a general argument for putting strict constitutionalists and textualists on the Supreme court because they will not find rights in the constitution. Like you and like me and my wife have the right to decide whether or not to be on the pill. Okay. So it's, it's not a specific argument against uh, Jackson. It's a general argument against uh, liberals not being put to death. <laughs> right. Okay. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, We'll get to do some more serious stuff in a minute, but but for a second, let's enjoy some clownery from uh, our favorite, Mr. Ted Cruz. Ted uh, chose to use his time to interrogate uh, Jack, Judge Jackson about children's books that are in the library at... <laughs> I want to enjoy this picture. It's Ted Cruz, but in front of a self-portrait, I think. So, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, it's a fat baby in a diaper. And yeah. this, this book is apparently some anti-racist text. It's in the library for the Georgetown uh, uh, Georgetown Day, Day School. Georgetown Day School is uh, is a school for which uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson is on the board of. I think because her kids went there. A lot of rich DC type uh, people's kids go there. Um, your buddy Ruben Fleischer always also graduated from there. Trey, I looked at their alum, uh, uh, notable alumni page. Nice movie director. Shout um, out Ruben. Uh, so he chose to ask her. <laughs> 
uh, about whether baby, basically whether babies can be racist. That's what he uses time the Senate floor for because she, because she's saying this is critical race theory at a, uh, <laughs> at a children's school for which she just sits on the board of. And therefore she's the, she's at fault for our kids being taught the civil war was over slavery or something. I don't really know. I'm you, 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 following it by the way georgetown days mark do you think real quick like do they have staffers or interns or something that are like how do they are they going through all the books at the georgetown day school or what like i i get okay she's on the board of this school all right look into that school but how do you find one fucking kid's book that has to do with race and throw it up there i don't know this shit's wild to me yeah, I mean, like, this is what Oppo Research is, basically. I think people, people like Oppo Research is digging through people's dumper, dumpsters, but it's basically just scouring public records for obscure shit you can hang over people's, hang, hang, hang around people's necks, like what books are in the library at Georgetown Day School. Uh, for the record, Georgetown Day School was founded in 1945 as D.C.'s first integrated school, so it's not wild that a theme there would be being pro-justice. But it's also currently $40,000 for a kindergarten to go there. So the idea that it's for radicals is just fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> for example, uh, Phil Graham, the famous right-wing senator from Texas, sent his kids there. So I doubt they're doing communism. So, yeah. No doubt. Um, that's all you had to say, as far as I'm concerned. Ain't no fucking anything that costs $40,000 a semester or a year for elementary school, you're not going to have, it's not going to be a progressive bastion. Okay. Like it, it might be cosmopolitanly liberal. Maybe out here, yeah. maybe in LA yeah. or something. I pop, I could see that, but like, you know, not in DC. Look, I mean, like we talk, like people talk about California being liberal. It's like, you mean cosmopolitan liberal. You mean they're fine with gay people and mm-hmm. brown people as long as you don't live in your neighborhoods, but right. you're not, no one's opposed to capitalism. In fact, they enjoy making a shit ton of money and having low taxes. So like, yes. it, it's like Disney stance from last week about Florida's don't say gay bill. That's cosmopolitan liberalism. Yep. So uh, <laughs> here's a funny thing to Cruz did. If you wouldn't think he'd use a Senate confirmation hearing for a Supreme Court justice, you know, one of the solemn moments, most solemn moments in American democracy, in theory, uh, to, to make a few bucks off of stamps.com and uh, dick pills, you'd be <laughs> fucking wrong. This will not be the kind of character smear that sadly our Democratic colleagues have gotten very good at. And it's important to note, you know, a couple of years ago I was doing my weekly podcast, and I was on. There you go. He plugged his <laughs> podcast. Intellectual. Got plug, the plug in there. Uh, just so you know, Trey, when I'm when I'm on trial, when I when at the sentencing phase for my for my death penalty trial, I will use it to plug skews for you. Yeah, for the Patreon, I would appreciate that. Bucks. <laughs> Dude, it's come up somehow before. I think we maybe showed a clip from it or something at one point. But who the fuck is listening to Ted Cruz's podcast? Like, I've always gotten the impression that even people that support him because of his ideology, and he's like one yeah. of the biggest name Republicans there is. But even those people don't like to look at or listen to Ted Cruz, I thought, was the general sentiment. Um, I cannot even imagine that shit. Like, that. We're going to bring up Gitmo a little lighter. That's like, (laughs) if I was in Gitmo, that would be a a strong strategy for them. Just play Ted Cruz's podcast on a loop. I'll tell you You whatever you want to know. (laughs) You know, know, the man's got a podcast audience based upon his intense charisma, Trey. Here's who I I imagine his listenership is. It's one extremely weird guy with this very specific case of ASMR who just jerks off to it. That's his listenership. (laughs) Uh, 
So, Ted, Ted, the funny thing, Ted Cruz got stuck in Bozeman, Montana over the weekend. He missed his flight and he was recorded. There's no audio on the record. All you have is a, the, 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 uh, the airport employees uh, take on it, but you see him yelling at them. He apparently missed his, he was late for his flight and they shut the door so he couldn't get on it. And so he was going, do you know who I am to an airport employee who the funny part was had no idea who he was. <laughs> And he was doing this because he was in a hurry to get back to D.C. Monday morning for a Supreme Court hearing so he could ask a woman if babies could be racist. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Vitally uh, important. Yes. All right. So the war on terror came up uh, in this uh, in this hearing because uh, in her role as a civil rights attorney, Jackson was hired by the Libertarian Cato Institute to write a brief for how Gitmo detainees are being held without trials in violation of, you know, little things like the United States fucking Constitution and mm-hmm. all and all forms of decency. So um, Lindsey Graham went off on a tirade about this, then stormed off. So this is uh, here we go. Testing this has failed miserably, and advocates to change this system, like she was in, was was advocating, would destroy our ability to protect this country. We're at war. We're not fighting a crime. This is not some passage of time event. As long as they're dangerous, I hope they all die in jail if they're going to go back and kill Americans. It won't bother me one bit if 39 of them die in prison. That's a better outcome than letting them go. And if it costs 500 million to keep them in jail, keep them in jail because they're going to go back to the fight. Look at the friggin' Afghan government. It's made up of former detainees at Gitmo. This whole thing by the left about this war ain't working. Let me also note that Larry Thompson is mm, deputy There he goes. Dude, Lindsey Graham has had a bit of a bloodlust lately. Like he, been, he's, he, he turned over a bloodthirsty leaf the past couple of week or two. Cause you know, he was openly calling for somebody to murder Putin. And now he's uh-huh. just like, let them all die. Let them rot. I don't give a fuck. Not that Lindsey Graham's ever like, not, not that has he, he has ever valued human life or wouldn't have, you know, watched the light go out of someone's eyes just to uh, get himself off or whatever, any of that stuff. Sure he would, but I'm just saying he's been more openly uh, homicidal recently, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, and just to talk about what he's saying is bullshit from top to bottom. One, going back to what fight is he talking about? There's, we, I think everyone's aware by now. There are no more American troops in Afghanistan unless they're there by secret doing covert op shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, secondly, who's in Git? Does anyone pay attention to who's in fucking Gitmo? Because it, like, you got to think about what Afghanistan was like in 2001 when we invaded. We had a bunch of like intelligence people walk around bags full of cash, saying you can have cash if you turn in somebody. And they're presenting that offering this cash to warlords who right. were drug opium dealers who had rival opium dealers who yep. were, they're obviously afraid would turn them in if they didn't do it first. So what they do is be like that guy. He's he's with uh, he's with Al Qaeda. Go fucking get him. And they haul right. off his competitive drug de- competing drug dealer and get a free million dollars in the U.S. government. That's a pretty fucking sweet deal if you're a warlord. Absolutely. So you also just got random people who who were, who, who were like mistaken of mistaken. No one knew what's happening. You got people who just drove people around like they're high-level terror mm-hmm. operatives. It's a fucking nightmare scenario, and no one's confident that any of these dudes fucking did anything. And if they were, were confident they did stuff, they could prove it in court, and they could get an actual get, get them sent to an actual prison instead of being stuck in this hellish legal gray area on a military base. But even then, these guys have been tortured for 20 years now. 
when I say torture, you're talking about like they go on hunger strikes and they force feed them through their rectums, shit like that. Um, so this, and to say this this week, this report came out this week. Um, the CIA inspector general talked about this guy who was a low-level terror operative who didn't know anything. They tortured him so much. They were confident they, that he didn't know jack shit. And instead of letting him go, he was already brain damaged. So they decided, well, it's no point letting him go because we've already ruined his life. So they used him as a practice dummy for, terror, for, for interrogators to practice torturing on. All right? Because uh, these people, it's called walling. I guess you just ram a guy's head against the wall gently to keep his fucking head hurting. Or not, well, I say gently. It was enough to, again, give him brain damage. But these guys had to be certified in this. Like, it's lifeguard training. So they used them literally like a CPR dummy. And Dude. so Lindsey Graham is saying that this week. It's just fucking gross. And I hate that. I hate this all so much. That is so fucked up. But yeah, like, my thoughts on Gitmo are similar to like when we've talked about the death penalty before. I think there are people in this world who like could be taken out of it and it would, you know, and everybody would be better off for it. Literal child murderers and shit like that. People who are evil. But if we've ever executed an innocent person, which we know we have multiple times, then the whole thing is fucked and we can't have that anymore. And it's similar to me with Gitmo, like fuck an actual legitimate terrorist. But in my mind, there is a 0% chance that all of those dudes who have been detained in Gitmo are all actual legitimate terrorists, Not, you know, for all the reasons you already outlined. And if that is the case, which I'm certain it is, then the whole fucking thing needs to be shut down and go away because it ain't, it ain't worth that. The one or two guy, legitimate guys you might have in there that are threats, it's not worth the fucking stripping the humanity away from all the other regular people that you've tortured for 20 fucking years, or at least it shouldn't be. So fuck that shit. It's an indictment. Well, it's an indictment of like all of our humanity. These people do right. shit in our fucking name funded by our tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And but anyway, think about all this. And here, listen to this question John Cornyn asked her. And again, it doesn't ground anything, but I think you can consider this, consider this question asked and answered by all this shit I just told you about. Just ask, I don't know you well, but I've been impressed by our interaction and you've been gracious and charming. Why in the world would you call Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld and George W. Bush war criminals? In a I have an answer. Fire? I have that an answer. So out of <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> Senator, you may have been yeah. talking. Are you talking about briefs that I you can cut it back because she goes on for a while, but she doesn't have any idea what the fuck he's talking about. Um, it may Is be it a true that you referred to the Cleveland Browns as a quote joke of a franchise? <laughs> Why yeah. would you say something like that? It's completely yeah. out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. So this is a, we talked about Marsha Blackburn wanting to make it, make it illegal for married people to fuck and not make a kid. So uh, they're really taking us back to the 1950s. And if you don't believe me, here's an interview with a uh, Mike Braun, Republican Senator from Indiana. Do we have it, Matt? So uh, yeah, here we go. So he's getting it. He's getting it for everybody. Here we go. Mark also moving forward. Let's uh keep an eye on the time here. We got a yeah. lot of a lot of wild shit left to cover. But um here we go. So you would be okay with the Supreme Court leaving the question of interracial marriage to the states? Yes, I think that that's something that uh if you're not wanting the Supreme Court to weigh in 
on issues like that, uh, you're not going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. I think that's hypocritical. It's like All right. maybe I'm Griswold just, versus Connecticut. Do well, you, you can list a whole. That's good, but I, like, yeah, maybe it's me, but I feel like what is the Supreme Court for to 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 this dude? You know what I mean? Like, you know, leave says, it up to yeah. Inter, like, it's so wild. The way these questions are framed, I feel like anyone with any amount of PR training or no, like, oh, I can't say yes to this. <laughs> he just asked me if I'd be cool with interracial marriage being a state's rights issue. Right. Probably wouldn't be wise to say, yeah, it's fine with me. But so, they barrel right on ahead. The, the case of legalized uh, interracial marriage was Loving v. Virginia. All right, because interracial marriage was illegal in Virginia, my home state. And uh, just a little personal story. I had a great aunt who had to flee the state because she married a black dude. She went to live in D.C. Everybody's got a cool party aunt, and she was mine, and um, one of one of my dad's. And uh, she uh, she had married a couple of times, had a good time. And uh, rumor was she used to tell people she fucked JFK. No idea of the truth of it. That is a anyway, fun aunt right there. She really hits for me, and she should be able to marry whoever she should have been, been able to marry whoever she wanted. So fuck this guy. But what he's talking about when he says um, uh, the Supreme Court weighing on issues like that, he's talking about wanting to re-overturn uh, gay marriage, uh, a case called Overfell. So that's what he's talking about. But in case you think the race, the, the race part of this isn't going to matter from state to state, because uh, you know we're past that. Matt found this store today from his home stomping grounds of San Diego. Uh, sorry, South Dakota, so San Diego. It's pretty uh, different. Yeah, very different. <laughs> so there's apparently a shooting at a hotel, a sports hotel and a sports bar uh, in Rapid City, South Dakota, where a person happened to be shot by a Native American uh, person. So he put out on Facebook that he was banning Native Americans from his business. So yeah, that's illegal currently, but not yeah. for another 15 minutes. If this if this guy has his way with the Supreme Court. Uh, another really funny moment, we'll get to this stuff really fast, but they're attacking her for being a product of a dark money effort, which is so fucking funny considering yeah. how conservatives buy Supreme Court. Um, one, the left doesn't have any fucking money. Right. <laughs> there's like there's one liberal billionaire, as George Soros, since when they're making the boogeyman for everything. Meanwhile, there's mm-hmm. like a trillion right-wing uh, psycho billionaires. Um, the, this Slate article, uh, Matt, if you want to throw it up there. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. So – the Federal Society, which what everyone knows about, is in the same building with like five other dark money groups that all have the same director, and they all funnel money towards the same efforts. Like this one called JCN, uh, run by a guy called Leonard Leo, who runs all this shit, um, is a social where also operates another group called the Concord Fund. They're all running hit ads of uh, uh, anti uh, Judge Jackson. Uh, the group routinely accepts individual anonymous donations topping $15 million. This is not a grassroots network. These are individuals writing checks for $15 million to sway the Supreme Court. Um, and so, Matt, do you have Sheldon Whitehouse? Because this video, he calls this off his bullshit for what it is. Mr. Chairman, Judge Jackson will be an exemplary justice, both because of the qualities that she possesses and because she did not undergo a secret pre-selection process to get here. She is before us on the basis of her own merit, not on the recommendation of a secretive right-wing donor operation, hiding behind anonymous multi-million dollar donations, and aimed at capturing the United States Supreme Court as if it were some 19th century railroad commission. All right. Yeah. I don't understand the argument from them that that entity, a right-wing dark money group aimed at capturing Supreme Court seats that they would pick this person. That they no, would no. pick Judge Jack. They're saying there's a parallel effort in the left, which there isn't. 
there, there, there is, there is a, there is a, there is a, a group working to try to uh, call demand justice, which is what, right. what they're talking to. The right wing people are talking about demand justice is like a small group with a small budget who's just lobbying people to supreme, expand the Supreme Court. But the thing like, they do with buying yes. seats yeah. and uh, you know just judge judge ships, yeah. whatever, and and Senate seats and all that, they're saying that they're saying that we're yeah. doing that, which is not cool. Yeah, there's, <laughs> we they're only weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Y'all ain't supposed to do that. Yeah, they're saying the thing Breaking we do the rules. $300 million uh, spent per year is being overwhelmed by the thing uh, that your group who has $2 million budget is doing with donations from school teachers. That's mm-hmm. what they're saying. Um, so the part of this, that, like we won't, uh, I had a whole thing ran about QAnon shit into uh, this. We don't have time to get into it, I don't think. Plus, I would annoy you guys with QAnon shit enough. But Josh Halley, we talked about a little bit on Friday, is, has basically constructed a whole argument that she's pro-child porn, which is a dog whistle of the Q types and also just as a good satan- satanic panic bullshit. Um, and also, of- there's nothing to actually back that up. Like when you look into the actual numbers, like he said, she's soft on child porn because in cases where she's presided over child porn uh, sentencing, she's been lighter on those uh, offenders. Yeah. But as compared to most other judges, her numbers, whatever you want to call it, are essentially the same. It's very in line with kind of the standard for that. So oh. it's complete bullshit in addition to being QAnon dog whistling and all that type of coded messaging they do with fucking the pedophile panic and whatever the yeah. fuck else. So, and this is part, part of it by ran about uh, the trans panic stuff so much, cause it's all tied in together. They just want you thinking that there are gay trans pedophiles hiding in your bushes and Democrats are on their side. And uh, yep. they, they are, they have message unity from every wing, from the wing nuts to the fed society, fed society types are all using different forms as talking points. Some sound more professorial than others, but it's all engineered for the same panic, right? And this this one was even a little too far because right-wing judges and left-wing judges, centrist judges, everyone hates these sentencing guidelines. They're all bullshit. There's been a bipartisan working group of judges who've been trying to end this shit for years. And it wouldn't even be too far for a guy, a guy named Andrew C, Andrew C. McCarthy, who's an absolute lunatic who writes for National Review, which if you're not familiar with National Review, is essentially a birther magazine. Um, and... This guy, here's his quote. Judge Jackson's views in this matter are not only mainstream, they're correct in my view. Undoubtedly, Jackson, a progressive who worked as a criminal defense lawyer, is more sympathetic to criminals than I am. If I were a judge, I'm sure I'd impose at least marginally more severe sentences than she has. Uh, However, she appears to have followed the guidelines, low end of the sentencing range, as most judges do. Because... A lot of people caught up. You're not talking about child pornographers here. We're talking about people who downloaded some images off the internet. And oftentimes they're like 18, 19 years old looking at pictures of 16, 17-year-olds. Right. And they hate having to put these kids into fucking federal prison for a minimum of five years instead yeah. of putting in like a pre-trial diversion thing. Right. Um, because it, it just saps the humanity of everyone and judges universally are aligned on this. It's not some wackadoo thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're trying to they're, the whole QAnon thing, like you said, they're sort of like trying tying it all in together because there's another part of this where like they've started using the terms when they talk about their other hot button topics like critical race theory and stuff, and like mm-hmm. you know, uh, teachers who are uh, indoctrinating kids with critical race theory in school, they're grooming them, like they say, they're calling them groomers, they're grooming these kids mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, and it's very much on purpose, trying to kind of blur the lines and make everything about fucking child sex predators or whatever, because they know yeah. that that's effective with a huge chunk of people. So you make everything about that, then mm-hmm. you know, 
you're one step closer, I guess. But it's fucking yeah. gross and uh, terrible, and yeah. uh, they're all about it. Uh, one last uh, thing, and then we'll we'll turn to the comments. But it, but one of the reasons they want to throw this stuff back to the states is because let's wonder what the states up to, Trey. If the federal government can't rain, can't, can't protect your uh, your God given rights from the Constitution, but it's going to fall to the states, what are the states going to do? Well, thirty three states are trying to pass abortion restrictions. That's like two thirds of them, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's one small example. Here's what's going on in your home state of Tennessee. This is uh, uh, a a list of stuff from Representative Gloria Johnson, who I understand you know. I didn't know that until we started talking in the pre-show. Yes, she's a friend of Uncle Tim. Y'all know Uncle Tim. You've been following for a while. And I know Gloria as well. Yeah, she's great. And God bless her for, you know, doing her damnedest there in Tennessee, which is, uh, you know, increasingly one of just... The most sorry ass and shameful uh, states at the at the state government level that we have in this country. And basically what we've been doing lately is we look at all these things that other red states are doing mm-hmm. that people hate, that make headlines for infuriating people, like don't say gay and the abortion laws and stuff. And we just take all of those. Like we, mm-hmm. we like, okay, we want the don't say gay bill. We want that Idaho abortion shit. We want what Texas is doing. We take all yeah. the worst shit from everywhere and do it all at the same time in Tennessee. That's yeah. what we're about. So here's this list from uh, from from Representative Johnson. Uh, we have a don't say gay bill far worse than Florida's and about four more bills that go along with it, uh, all equally filled with hate. Uh, we have a vigilante. Uh, oh, I say GOP and B-list celebrities are accusing librarians and teachers of grooming kids. Sounds familiar. QAnon mm-hmm. shit. We have a vigilante abortion bill worse than Texas's, a bill that makes your friends and family $10,000 or they rat you out. Heck, if you decide to abort your rapist baby, his family and friends can sue you for $10,000. Cue up that video, Matt. We'll, go to, we'll throw that next because um, it's this. she's not exaggerating. No. Uh, did you ever imagine Tennessee would have more rights to a violent rapist than a victim of a violent rapist? So, But here, she's not exaggerating here. Here's a Democrat asking the woman who wrote the bill if that's what happened. Listen to how this conversation goes. Um, you could have um, a rapist one in five, maybe one in six women in Tennessee are victims of of rape. And you could have a rapist and uh, that rapist could impregnate a a young lady, a minor, and uh, the rapist's mother or father could bring suit against that minor uh, if they decided to get an abortion, if this passes. Representative. The bill states that a rapist, sexual assault, or incest cannot bring a charge against the woman that has harmed. So, Representative Freeman, that wasn't the question I asked. I'm sorry. I asked if their parent, sibling, friend, neighbor, spouse could bring suit against the minor who was raped to force them to pay a $10,000 fine if they uh, decide to have an abortion. Representative. Can we go out of session for legal two? <laughs> she does not want to answer this on camera. Any objections? We'll go out of session. Uh, Representative Freeman. I, I would appreciate the, the sponsor's opinion. Mm. Uh, mm. Would Would you have an opinion? My assumption is that they could because it's any citizen. So, yes. Other I, than yeah. the rapist. I don't, so, I don't need to go out of session. Okay. This, uh, basically, this exact same thing played out in the Idaho, Idaho uh, mm. Congress, too, like last week. And very similar clip, except it's a white man who sponsored that bill, Natch. And but it's the same type of back and forth. But he just he the whole time is like, yes, that is accurate. Yes, that is true. And I um I just don't know how in situations like these, 
she clearly didn't want to answer that on camera, like you were saying, but I don't know how you don't have any kind of, uh, like self-awareness at any kind of moment of like, okay, I'm saying that a rapist family members can sue the person who he raped, uh, for having an abortion. Maybe we're the bad guys here. <laughs> like, like maybe yeah. this is wrong. Like when you put it that way, this seems a little fucked up. Maybe we should circle back to at least that part of this fucking, well, you know, uh, the part you're missing Trey is that it's all God's will. So God wanted that girl to get raped. And mm. what God wants to happen next to say a 40 year old high school soccer coach rapes a 15 year old student and she gets pregnant what God wants to happen is for his wife to be able to sue that girl for $10,000 to pay for his legal defense. So there, there you go. That's what God it's wants to do. just so, wh- like, I just, again, you t- he specified a minor, too. Talking about mm-hmm. a kid. A kid mm-hmm. could be raped, get pregnant, have an abortion, and then be sued and have to pay money to the rapist family for that happening and when you just say all that out loud, I don't know how you still are in support of it, despite God's will. I know fucking they go into mysterious ways mode, but it's just it's fucking egregious, man. The shit that's happening right now is truly egregious and upsetting. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's fucking uh, really hard to stomach. Dude, it's hard enough to go to court to, to successfully go to court. Uh, when you're a victim of a rape in the first place in a criminal trial, now you have to go as a defendant in a civil trial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Well, yeah. uh, Well, we're about out of time. I want to remind everybody, Matt, if you've got a comment or two, you can throw them up there if you have any ready. Sorry, y'all. We got, uh, you know how we do sometimes. Got to run in our mouths. But I do want to remind you to please like and subscribe and share and all that. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, Ellen Clark on Facebook says, are these Christian fundamentalists or just opportunistic politicians? I do think a lot of times at the state level, and I've thought this for years, a lot of these people that sponsor these bills, it's like a, a name-making play. Do you know what I mean? Like you, can, uh-huh. It's like a way to make a name for yourself if you're like a state-level politician by being the one who sponsors one of these headline-grabbing bills, you know. Um, but sure, it's fundamentalist Christians, too. <laughs> I, I do think the state-level people are more likely to believe their own bullshit. I don't think Ted yeah. Cruz believes anything he says. I mean, he went to he went to Princeton and Harvard. Like, there's no way he's not cool with gay. I mean, he might – there are gay people at Princeton and Harvard. There's Jewish – bunch of Jewish people. There's a bunch like – like, he, 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 is a, he is a cosmopolitan elite, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I don't believe for a second. It's like it, – it, Trump was a huge fan of musical theater. He loves the fan of the opera and he spent the seventies going to discos doing cocaine. There's like, he's not judgmental of gay stuff. <laughs> right. You know, um, I thought Trump was like not even much of a conservative for a long time. Like when he was younger, no. I thought, and then that became his thing and he rolled with it real hard. And now he's, you know, their God emperor. But, um, he just got that cranky old man racism. That's 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 all I mean. It's all only thing yeah. that made him conservative. And like, well, I'm not saying. Look, I'm sure Trump was always racist and also yeah. always sucked. I just mean in terms of like believing all his own bullshit. I feel like for no. a long time he didn't even pretend to believe half the shit he says he believes now. Like I know for a fact the the Christianity, the like faith part of it. I can remember when he didn't even really front like he fucked with God, you know, and then but he became, you know, the pious president. we got a holy man in office now, and now he plays that card sometimes. But like, yeah, you know, he didn't. There was a famous anecdote where uh, some religious leaders went to Trump Tower to meet with him. 
uh, conservative religious leaders, and they were introduced as evangelicals. And he goes, evangelical? I thought you were Christian. So, <laughs> wasn't kidding, but it's a funny joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, you know, he's he's good at that or good for that. I mean, like, he wasn't yeah. kidding, but it was kind of funny. You know, mm-hmm. like he never means to be funny, but good Lord, just so over the top absurd so many times. All right. Well, listen, we're wrapping up here. Thank you guys for being here. Remind you again, come see me live, please. Go to wellredcomedy.com and get some tickets. I'm going to be announcing some new dates very soon um, for later in the year. Also, if you want some more of us, some more of this show, please go to weeklyskews.com slash more or patreon.com slash Trey Crowder. Either one works. And check out the offerings over there, including the SKUs tier for $5 a month. You get bonus episodes of SKUs and you help to support the show, which we would very much appreciate. So with that said, thank you all. We love you. We'll be right back here next week. See you. Bye. Yeah.